Ahoy! <laughs> Welcome to the season one recap did, of Blood with a Stream. Did a big one. You did a big one. That was a big one. Yes, a recap of the season. Yeah, so we're not do, talking about a film this week. We're uh, recapping all of everything we've gone through in the last 25 episodes. You could say it's reflections of the series. <laughs> the reflections of the series? Yeah, reflections in the stream. You could say that. I'm not going to say that. That's oh. awful. <laughs> reflections in the stream. It's like an 80s music video or something. It might be a Dolly Parton song. <laughs> That's Islands in the oh. stream. Yeah, so we're, basically what we're going to do today is just go through some... Go through the stream table in order, um, give you some stats on it, give you some thoughts on it. We've got some listener feedback on it. Uh, we've got a couple of announcements to make and we'll just go from there and see what happens, really. We wanted a week off from watching a film, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, we've, really, we've both been to London, we've not had a chance to watch a film. Yeah, we'll choose the first film for yeah. season two. At the end of the episode we'll choose the first film for the next season, which will be next week. Yeah. Season, straight into season two. We don't need a week off. No, we're just delving a different... Yeah, it's stream. just a different stream. No, it's the same stream. Still on Netflix. Oh, yeah, true. Same stream, different, same boat. Who knows? Anyway. Um, before all that, I've got some Netflix news. Oh, good. Get my papers ready. Okay. All organised this week. <laughs> Netflix made an announcement earlier this week that they are going to release five original horror films in October. One a week, leading up to Halloween. Do you want to know what these five films are? That sounds right up your street. It is right on my street. And all five of these films sound really good. Okay. So, on the 27th of September... Yep. They were releasing a film called In the Shadow of the Moon. Okay. Which is about a Philadelphia detective who slowly unravels as he nurses a lifelong obsession with a mysterious female serial killer. Oh. So that sounds fun. Yeah. Looking are, forward to that So one. are these like, do you think these are going to be pitched quite mainstream? Yes, I think so. I think they're going to go, as a bit one of them certainly is going to go right at the top of the As stream. a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. Are we starring quite big names here? Um, No, or not is really. It's a bit of a mixture. It's a bit of a mixture. Okay. Uh, one of the next one on the fourth of October is very exciting, and I, I can't wait for it. Is in the tall grass. Oh yeah, we've mentioned this before. We have mentioned it before. Um, it is an adaptation of a Stephen King and Joe Hill novella. It's directed by the same guy who directed Cube, isn't it? It is. Yes. Which we will talk about. Yeah. Because we watched Cube. Cube's series. in the in the table. Basically, I've, have you read in, in the tall grass? No. So. It's a. It was written by Stephen King and Joe Hill, who was Stephen King's son, uh, but it never. It was never been released as a book. It was an audio book and a Kindle book only. However, next month Joe Hill's releasing an anthology of novellas called Full Throttle, and it's going to be in that. So it'll be in print for the first time. I see. So yeah, that's coming out on the fourth of October. They also re- Netflix released a trailer for it this week. What's the premise? Oh yeah, I'm not giving you the premise. So it says after hearing a child's cry for help from a field of tall grass. A woman and her brother wade in to try and help out, only to find that there may not be a way back. Oh, that sounds quite a traditional. It's very horror. supernaturally excellent. Yeah, it's it's a really good book. If you get if you get a chance to get hold of Full Throttle, when Joe Hill releases it, his these stories are all brilliant. Yeah, he is. I've read a lot of his stuff. Heart Shaped Box good. is the best book I've read since The Shining. It's so good. Uh, yes, I'm really excited for that one. We all know how big of a Stephen King fan I am. Sorry, I've got a bit of a cold. So if I sound a bit sexy, deep voice, that's why. And I've also got... You do say so. (laughs) Well, I've always got a sexy, deep voice, but today it's more so. Um, On the 11th of October, they're releasing a film called Fractured, which is about a man's wife and injured daughter disappear from a hospital. Uh, The man conducts a panic search and becomes convinced that the hospital is hiding something from him. Okay. That sounds quite interesting. Um, on the 18th of October, Eli is coming out. Now, I showed you the poster for Eli the other day. We talked about it the weekend. We did. And well, we, we didn't know, know it was anything about it or what it was, but the poster's really good, yeah. I think. And that is about an isolated 11-year-old boy who gets checked into an isolation clinic to undergo experimental therapy. That looks really good. I'm excited for that one. And this one, the next one, the last one, is right up my street. It comes out on the 25th of October. It's a film called Rattlesnake. And it says, after a stranger saves her daughter from a deadly rattlesnake bite, a single mother must commit an unthinkable act as payment. Oh. So that sounds really I, I like really the good. brevity of the premise, because yeah. that could be <laughs> Literally anything. anything, yeah. Yeah, so that's quite an exciting announcement from Netflix, so they're going to do that in, in October. And they take a bit of stick for not releasing many horror films. So I think that's going to be I, I think they're all going to go to the top of the stream I don't think we're going to talk about many well we can we, we never can, know we can one of them might plummet to the bottom reference them in in the uh, I'm definitely going to watch all five intro. of them so yeah there's some of those we'll, quite, quite we'll, mention, we'll mention them in the what have you watched this week section of the podcast I mentioned the trailer for In the Tall Grass is out that's really good the trailer makes it look really good it's very Stephen Kingy 
They've also released a trailer for Big Mouth Season 3. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched Big Mouth? I've seen a couple of the, like the first couple. I it's, need to go back to it. The fact that that show exists is absolutely yeah. mental. It is absolutely mental. And the trailer for Season 3 is pulling no punches. It is going to come back with a bang, literally. But yeah, I, I really like Big Mouth and it's fun to watch. So I'm looking forward to it. I think that comes out in October as well. I think I saw a tweet recently and I'm pretty sure some of the guys from Queer Eye are guesting yeah, they in are. the new series. Yeah, they're in the trailer. So, yeah, all of them are, I think. Oh, everything's connected. They take, they take Coach go. Steve and Queer Eye him up. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Big Mouth's a great show. If you've not seen Big Mouth, go and watch the first two seasons. And did you also hear that Netflix have purchased Seinfeld? Yes, I did see this, but not for a while. 2021, yeah. it's going to start streaming. Have you heard how much they've paid for it, reportedly? No. Half a billion dollars. Wow. That's for a show that finished, what, 20 years ago? Larry David is so rich. <laughs> he really is. How much money him and Jerry Seinfeld are getting out of that? And how much money they've already got over the twen- the last 20 yeah. years as it's just been on repeat? I don't, I don't see the thinking behind it. I mean, Seinfeld's a great show, but is it going to bring in that many listeners, that, yeah, that many viewers on Netflix? Look at the outrage when they nearly lost friends. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose there is that. Half a billion dollars is a lot of money, though. But yeah, that's, that's my Netflix news. You're buying content. You're buying eight series or whatever it is of I just don't see how they make their money back on that but we'll see I, I might re-watch it I've not, I don't think I've watched all of Seinfeld but I've certainly watched a lot of it it is a great show yeah. that's my Netflix news good got any news yourself no been watching anything on Netflix not really okay I've been, I've been, <laughs> you've been with me yeah we've been I away spent the weekend in London together I, um, I, the only thing that I've really seen a bit of is another random reality show Oh, all right. You love your reality show. Well, so do you. You love that glass-blowing one. Yeah, well, that was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I never said it wasn't. <laughs> Skin Wars. What is... Is that about tattoos? No, it's body oh. painting. Oh, really? So it's basically, art. yeah, who's the best body painting artist? And uh, but a lot of them are like... Just, they do stuff like camouflaging into backgrounds oh, wow. and, and... Is it good? It's quite good, yeah. And multi you know multiple people so that and they stand together in a certain way and they create a moving image basically and it's all all painted onto them yeah Yeah, it's quite good i might have to give that a go that sounds quite interesting is it like a competition then yeah yeah Yeah. it's your standard reality yeah throw one out every week and exciting yeah it's all right american yeah yeah very very (laughs) bit like blown away yeah okay cool i'll give that a watch go and check that out what's it called skin wars skin good name as well i like it Next, what's next it on the agenda? Like a Star Wars porno, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It really does. Ugh. Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> um, Jabba your Hutt. <laughs> Let's move on from that. Shall we Shall we make an announcement? Go for it. Shall I announce that from next week we're going to have a new logo for the podcast? Yeah, let's announce that. This is exciting. Right, we've got a listener. His name's Ross Cook. He's an absolute hero. Hi, Ross. Hi, Ross. He's my new hero. Um, he's out of the blue just decided he was going to send us a logo and it's fucking brilliant it's really good yeah he's a he's a very talented he's artist he's a very talented artist go and check him out on Instagram because some of his stuff's on Instagram is brilliant he's like a comic book style artist yeah uh, his Instagram though is quite complicated it's at Ross underscore cook with an E underscore comic underscore art <laughs> so I don't think he ever intended for anybody to read that out on the podcast when he made it but yeah, definitely go and check him out. So he's just done a print of, you know, The Boys that's on Amazon. Yes. He's done a recreation of that. It's a recreation of, I think, Spider-Man fight, fighting somebody. But he's used the two characters from The Boys, Homelander and Bad Guy. Yeah. His name's already gone. It's brilliant. Yes, it's really he's, he's, he's a very talented guy. He is. He's got a shop on there as well, so you can buy his prints and stuff. But this new logo is brilliant. We'll tweet it out this week and we'll start using it as the full-on as show logo for, as of next week. It's so good that we've made some stickers. Yeah. We've made some stickers out of it because that's what podcasts do. Yeah. Podcasts make stickers. So I've wallpapered a room in my house just with the stickers. Have you? Yeah. I'm going to stick them all over the wall in here because we've got a lot of them and we need to give them away. We need to get you guys to have them because we don't want them. We know what the logo is. So if you want one, just get in touch and we'll send you some. Yeah. I've got no issue with sending them out to anybody. You can have them. I've not done the social, so it's probably a good time to do that. So get in touch with us on Twitter at BOTS underscore podcast. Get in touch with us on Instagram at BOTS underscore podcast. 
uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. You can drop us an email at bottom of the stream at gmail.com or you can go on the website www.bottomofthestream.com. There, on there you can get in touch with us or you can listen to all the episodes. You can find the stream table. Yep, full on stream table. Of season one. Of season one. And as of next week, there will be a second page. There will, with one film on. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be the top and the bottom of the stream table. Yeah. And we'll start this all over again. We will, from scratch. Yeah. We might have some new features and some new things. But yeah, if you want a sticker, please just just ask us and we'll send you one. You stuck some around London last week. I did. So if you're around, in and around London, you might find some. Yeah, or I don't think I stuck any on a moving person. Did you not? Uh, no. Oh, you should have. I'm in Manchester next week. I'll try and try it. Uh, I'll try and get a couple of moving <laughs> targets without them knowing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So we should probably thank my brother for the previous logo because he did the season one logo as it is now. His Twitter is at Dinosaur. Good name. Zero Good. one. Yeah. <laughs> solid, solid Twitter handle. Because he's a designer. He's yeah. a dinosaur. Dinosaur. Zero one. Yeah. So check him out as well. He's. He's not really an artist, but he's pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, we'll tweet out this what this new logo is this week at some point. Um, that's it. Shall we get on to talking about the stream table? Let's reminisce. Reminisce. Let's go. I'm going to put that sound effect in. Do it. So find it. If go I can try and find it. Um, how do you want to start? Do you want to? I've got some stats. Do you want me to go through some stats? Go on. Then. Give us to... give us some stats. I think I think what we'll do because 25 is quite a lot. Yeah. Of. Uh, films and we are not going to go through each one line by line necessarily no. so do you want to split them into a couple of sections yeah we'll split them into three sections of eight and then the number one we'll talk about for a little bit and we'll yeah we'll just we have not rehearsed we have no script we will just go for it yeah I have no idea what we're going to say and we'll, we've got a few facts you can pepper yeah in I've got some stats um, Ross who yeah. did the logos also sent his version of the stream table in because Good. he Good has watched every single one of these films legend and I think we are the only three people in the world that have watched every one of these films well yeah possibly <laughs> possibly um, unless you guys have unless somebody else has yeah, let and us I'm know. lying then let me know please and uh, yeah so we'll, we, we'll reference um, some of his thoughts as well yeah so definitely. are we going top to bottom or bottom to top bottom think, to top I think we've got to go bottom to top definitely Definitely. So, do you want to read out what the bottom eight films are? Sure. So, in last place, yeah, twenty fifth out of twenty five, yeah, was Sierra Burgess is a loser. Quite literally, Sierra Burgess is lost. Let's briefly talk about Sierra Burgess. Oh, yeah, we have got to speak briefly about. This, right? I've got a stat on Sierra Burgess is a loser. Go on. Every week I reference the IMDb scores for a film. Yeah. So I have compiled that into a table. So I have taken the stream table films, put their IMDb scores next to them, and then put where IMDb rates them compared to where we do. Sierra Burgess has the biggest gap. If IMDb rates Sierra Burgess 18 places higher than we do. Okay. At number seven. Wow. So according to them, it's the seventh best film we've watched. And I've seen some of the IMDb reviews of Sierra Burgess's loser. Yeah. And they are not kind. They are not kind. So, so I'm quite surprised at that. Yeah, I'm quite surprised at that as well. When I was doing these stats, I was quite surprised at that. It's it's a terrible film. It has a terrible example to people who are going to watch it. And it's not necessarily the worst made film on the list. No. Not even close. It has got some it's... positives in it. And I will state again. <laughs> it has some good performances in it. Yeah, it does. Shannon Purser is a good actress. Yes. And I have no issue she with is Shannon not Purser. bad in this film. No. But her character... Is horrible. Yes. Like, none of the characters in this really have any redeeming features. No. The chemistry between her and uh, the lead male, Noah Centino, Centino. is very good. Yeah. And it's quite... Their, their sort of bawling and love part is quite believable. But as as we've said, the sort of morality... So she rapes him. ...behind this movie <laughs> is very questionable. Yeah. Uh, I hated it. I've stated many times during this season that I hated it. It's I can't believe it's been made in this day and age, but it has. Yeah. If, so if, it's, if we had, bearing in mind it's very early days, if there was ever such thing as a bottom of the stream hall of fame, yeah, I think one of the first the first entry in that would probably be Shannon Purser. Yeah, agreed. For the infamy of this movie and the fact she pops up later, she on pops up a, later on, further show. up the table as well. Yeah. Yeah, so if you want to listen to our podcast on Sierra Burgess is a Loser, that was episode six. Yep. Of 25. Go and check it out. Go and check it out. So following that was Between Worlds. 
That was the Nicolas Cage film. I hated this film. You did hate this, this film. This was, for me, objectively, putting the, the moral issues aside of, of Sierra Burgess' yeah. loser, this was the worst film on this list. As far as being, as far as films go, yeah, yeah. I agree. This was the worst film on the list. The, I thought it would be fun and an over-the-top Nicolas Cage Actually, I've just said thing. that. I don't agree. I've, I've, I think Hot Butt's the worst film on this list. I'd watch Hot Butt again over this. Uh, I, I'd never want to go anywhere near this again. Between Worlds, it was awful. Like The bottom of this table, all of these films are bad. Yeah. These, these eight films that we're going to talk about in this section are really bad. Like, really bad. Uh, there was zero redeeming features to Between Worlds, and then he set himself on fire at the end, and it made no <laughs> sense. He did. And yeah. it, was, it was supposed to be an erotic thriller. Yeah. And I said in the episode, there is nothing less erotic than Nicolas Cage in a leopard skin <laughs> posing pouch. Yeah, absolutely. Moving swiftly on to Hotbot. It's 23rd. I wouldn't even talk about Hotbot. Let's just skip over it. There's that... <laughs> not funny. Oh, not awful. funny. Awful. There's that one scene in the middle that's just disturbing. Oh, with the sock. Yeah, with the jizz sock. Horrible, horrible, disturbing film. I've put that bit of paper there because it's got them on. You're moving my bit of paper. I know, but I need the other bit of paper. On <laughs> oh, yeah. Where does um, Ross rate Hot Butt? Uh, so oh, it's, it's bottom three are all the same yeah, as ours. Yeah, same as ours. Oh, that's interesting. Same as ours. Yeah. So that's that's 25 through 23. So 22 yeah. is The Open House, which was, which was episode one. very first episode. It was. First film we watched. And it's garbage. It's garbage. It's, has Okay. Has the open house got the worst ending out of any yeah. of the films we've seen? Out of any film I've ever seen, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> Pretty much. Literally builds this up all the way through and then just starts. Do you want to just give a, give a quick recap of oh, the You're going back a long time. This is April. Um, basically, they believe there's a, somebody in their house for most of the film stalking them. Um, it turns out there is. Everybody dies and then the film ends. Yeah? Yeah. So And it basically turns to so, say... Yeah, the end is you don't know who this person is that's still. You never find out it's, who they it's is. Just rando, it's just a random who likes going to open houses yeah. and hiding in them. Where did Ross have open house? Uh, he had it a lot higher up. He had yeah, 19. It, uh, well, a couple, oh, not a lot higher. Not a lot higher, but a couple. Three, of three places higher up. 19. Interesting. Yeah, it was. Nothing happens in it. No, it was not fun. <laughs> it was not, not scary. It was, it's terrible. Uh, swiftly followed at 21 by the ghost team, unrated. Yeah. So that's quite very much generated by us. Yeah, again, just meh, nothing. Just meh, nothing happens in that. I, I think again, that was quite a recent one we did. Yeah. So really to summarise, we liked the people in it. Yeah. You like John Heder. I like Justin Long, who yeah. is the more famous of the two. <laughs> Apparently so. That's that, he won on that one. Yeah, I lost that argument. Uh, Amy Sedaris, you like her? Yeah, we do like her. Um, she's an Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Which I'm still watching. I, how far? Just finished you, season three okay. just now, just before you came round. David Crumholtz. Like all those people in it. It's just a boring film. It's not a good film. It's not a good film. It's not at funny. All. It's not really scary. bad. Has he, where's Ross got that one? Uh, he has Ghost Team at 13. Wow. So, like. He's got it above Don't higher. Kill It. That guy's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, Murder Party next, 20. Yeah. Before we get on to Murder Party, Jeremy Saulnier tweeted about Murder Party this week. He did, and this was brought to our attention by friend of the show, Wayne Evans. Yeah. Who's got another shout out? Friend of the show, Alex, will be very disappointed that <laughs> Wayne's got another shout out. Yeah, Murder Party. He tweeted about Murder Party because Murder Party currently has a rating of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Which is crazy because... Critic. So it's critic, critic rating. Well, yeah, that's what the Rotten Tomato yeah. rating is. Citizen Kane has a rating of 100% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Now, people have... I've asked, been asked two or three times during the making of this podcast why we don't use Rotten Tomatoes instead of IMDb. And it's basically because I don't like it. <laughs> that's the answer. I don't like the way that they don't give any... So do you know how Rotten Tomatoes works? Yes. So I don't like the way that there's no middle ground. It's either good or bad. And so the films like Murder Party can... Just because five people think that's a good film, that's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's, that's why I don't use it. I just don't like it. The audience rating was a lot lower for it. Though, yeah, it's 53%. Yeah. Because that was his tweet. He tweeted that he makes films for critics. Yeah, he's obviously being tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, he's, well. of course he is, yeah. So, yeah, if anybody's wondering why we don't use Rotten Tomatoes, it's basically because they just don't like the way they rate things. A murder party was weird. Weird. And it was not what I expected. No, it wasn't. It was too violent. 
Which I was expecting, sounds crazy. I was but. expecting like a early Peter Jackson brain dead yeah. type, you know, fun, gory horror film. It was just a bit too much, wasn't it? And it was it was full on. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm not indisposed to violence at all. It doesn't bother me, but this just it was out of nowhere. It didn't seem to really fit in with everything yeah. in the movie. And it's the shortest film we've seen. Is it? That's one of my stats. Okay. It's only seventy nine minutes long. Okay, but yeah, it's it's too much. I just couldn't get on board with it because it's too weird. Talking of weird. <laughs> I led you right in there, didn't I? 20 on the list is... Let's, no, 19. 19, 19. On the list, So 19 on the list was episode three. Yeah. Await further instructions. Weird. Which was the British sort of stuck in your house at Christmas movie. Like some licorice monsters. Yeah. It was a bit like a Black Mirror episode, but one of the later ones when it's not been as good. Yeah. And everyone died and... The monster the, invaded a baby. Except the unborn baby. Yeah, it was... Don't watch it. Wait for it. Do listen to that episode. Episode yeah, 3. If I think it's one it. of my favourites. It's really early. It's probably the most fun episode we've done. Yeah. I, that might be the weirdest film we've watched in yeah, this series. I think, I think so. It was just bonkers out there. Talking of weird films... Yeah. The rounding out this bottom eight is number 19, uh, 18, The Package, which was episode 12. And that's about a guy who gets his dick chopped off. Yeah, well, he doesn't get it chopped off. He chops it off himself, and then hilarity ensues. I don't know about the package. It's not as funny as it thinks it is. It's juvenile. There's that one really good scene where it referenced Toy Story or whatever you thought it did. It definitely <laughs> it does. Definitely does. Toy Story too. Uh, when they're cleaning the dick up. Yeah, when he's cleaning the dick. Yeah, like uh, like Woody got cleaned in Toy Story too. Yeah, and that's the joke. Yeah, that I, I, the and the package has has a couple of fun bits in it. I can best sum it up is to say I had a lot more fun talking about that movie than watching it. Yeah, definitely. It's, you just wait for it to end. It's just, it's not fun. Have you just, I've just looked at Ross's list. Have you seen where he's got it? Yeah, very high. <laughs> very high. He's got it in at number five. That is high. I think though, to be fair, and I, I would, I would, I'll um, offer a possible defence here. I can see how if it caught you in the right mood. Yeah. You you might that, rate it a bit higher. Yeah, that, I'm very much against. I think five is way too high, but yeah. I th- I think yeah, if you yeah if you're in the right mood, you, yeah. it could it could sort of take you. I've away got a real. More with we know it. I've got a real thing about comedy films. I just don't really do them, and it just would never hit me in that mood. So that's it. That's that's the bottom eight. I'm going to read through all my stats now. Stats me up. So I've got some proper... I've done some stats on the stream table, so I'm a bit of a stato. Yeah. So stream table can currently... Cont- well, does contain 25 films. Yeah. 10 of those films are Netflix originals. Okay. 15 are not. Total film viewing time of 39 hours and 11 minutes. Total podcast listening time of 18 hours and 5 minutes. Okay. So about half. So we talk about them for about as half as long as they're actually on. So I've rated them against IMDb, as I said. The number one and number two match. Okay. Uh, as do number nine and number 16. Right, okay. Randomly. Biggest gap between us and IMDb is Sierra Burgess. Because, like I said, IMDb has 18 places higher than us. Biggest gap between IMDb and us is Bait. IMDb has it 12 places lower, 18th. Right, wow. So, and we have it at 6, I think. Yep. No, eight. 8. Sorry, yeah. Highest rated film on the list is The Dawn Wall at 8.1. That's a high rating. That is, for IMDb, it has yeah. a really high rating. Lowest rated film on the list is a draw between The Open House and Hotbox. Which are three point three? How have they got a three point three? <laughs> don't know. I don't know. How... I was quite surprised the open house was quite that low. But we've got them next to each other on the table. So between worlds and Sierra Burgess as a loser are both higher. Between worlds is rated at four point six, and that Sierra Burgess is rated at five point nine. The average IMDb rating is five point five. That's right in the middle. Which there is you go. also the rating for the package. Right. The longest film on the list. Do you know? Hold the Dark? No, Mirage. Oh, was it? Two hours and eight minutes. Uh, shortest film on the list, I've already told you. Yes. Murder Party, <laughs> one hour and 19 minutes. So the average film time is one hour and 34 minutes, which is the running time of The Package. So the most average film on the list is The Package. <laughs> All roads lead to The Package. Absolutely. So yeah, because that runs at one hour and 34 minutes. And that's all my stats, I think. Good. Well, there's some interesting stats in there. Yeah, I thought so. We move on to the middle eight. Yes. Well, you're going to do a song. (laughs) 
So, so the middle eight is number 17 was The Cured. The Cured. I have issues with The Cured. Yeah, it weren't great, was it? No, and I think it's high. high. Too high? Too high. I don't think you can justify that. I don't think I can either. That's the problem. No, I, you say it's too high, I but there's nothing below it that's worse. There's not. And so I think it's in the right place. Yeah, but 17 seems really high for it. The more I thought about The Cured ever since I've watched it, the more it goes down in my estimation. Yeah, so this, The Cured was the Irish... Yeah, it's an Irish zombie, zombie film, film. Which is all working as an, an allegory for the sort of the troubles, the troubles in, in Ireland. Ireland. Yeah. And it was the first film to star an Oscar nominee on our list. Yeah, it was. Alan Page. The only film, I think. And, no, Nicolas Cage has won an Oscar. Has he? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he has. It's, it's not great. I didn't mind it at the time, but yeah, no. I, I agree. It did slip down somewhat in my... Yeah, I think it's from where it was when we listed it. I think it has probably dropped down a little bit. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, it was, I think I said this on in, in the episode, it was on the verge of a bit boring, to be honest. I agree. I thought it was really boring. So I don't really have anything to recommend <laughs> about it. No, nor me. So let's move on. To I, the... I mean, well, I'll, just before you move on, I was, I was one of the things I was going to ask you is what is something you'd like to find in series two? Because a good zombie film would be... yeah. Something to look out I for. I think a good zombie film would be great to find. Or a good modern one, because we're going to talk about a retro one yeah. later on. Yeah, a good modern zombie film. Uh, I'd really like to find a good monster film. Okay. Like a creature feature type thing, something like that. I don't think any of the horrors we've seen have come up to scratch. Agreed. To be honest. Agreed. And I know, you know, it's a genre that's probably one of the easiest to make cheap. Yeah. And sellable films and there's plenty of horror films out there. But plenty. There's gotta be some good horror yeah, we've not films seen at a the good bottom one of the stream. Yeah, but we've no. not caught any yet. Not yet. Yeah, so I'd like to see a good find a good horror film. I'd like to find a good monster film. Um and I'd like to find a good zombie film. Okay. I'd like to find a good comedy as well. Oh, uh, we found a couple. Yeah. But like really good. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll talk <laughs> um, about that when we get near the top. Uh, next on the list is the Lazarus Effect. Number sixteen is the Lazarus Effect. Last week's episode. The season finale. Awful. Awful. Do you think it's placed right? Yes, for the same reasons as The Cure. <laughs> but it's awful, but it's more watchable than anything below it. Yeah, agreed. Because it's, it's stupid, and it was it kept my attention because there's so much wrong with it. Yeah. Like, it's half finished. Yeah. We've talked about the title sequence that's in yeah, there. Yeah, there's no it's titles. It's got no titles in it. <laughs> it's just a two minutes of computer-generated cells merging and... Yeah viruses it was clearly supposed to be a title sequence yeah the sound effects aren't finished (laughs) yeah the cgi is awful yeah and as we said it blatantly only got released because the people who filmed it in 2013 got famous famous by 2015 yeah it might be one of the most star-studded films on the list yeah probably is you know olivia wilde donald glover evan peters that's him and mark Mark Duplass. duplass but it's bad it's really bad it's really bad. Yeah, that's that was last week's episode, so if you want to check that one out, that was our f- season finale. Where does Ross have that one? 18th, he's got that lower than us. Yeah, well, it's, it's the same ballpark, isn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not, not too different. Um, 15 is I Am The Pretty Thing That Lives In The House. I'm looking forward to not having to say that title again. Me too. Episode 19, that was. Could have been more. A missed Should opportunity. Have, really wish it had have been more. I would it's say. Really good idea for a film. It's got a spooky looking ghost in it. Traditional haunted house movie. Just not scary. They're trying to make this oppressive atmosphere. It's hot. It's the summer. The crickets are going all all the way through. Um, It is a creepy house. They do an okay job of making the house a character in the film that is ominous. And it just doesn't get going. No, never did. Uh, It's a real shame. I think I was really disappointed in it because it's not could be so much more than it is ross has it a lot lower than us he? he has it 21st wow which i couldn't really argue with no it could. Uh, we're in the middle of our horror film section there. shifting we've... any of these around a few is is yeah you know you can no great shake is it uh next on the list we're number 14 wish upon wish upon now this we, we disagreed slightly on wish upon you really liked it I liked it. I wouldn't say I really liked it. You wanted it. it a lot higher. I did want it a lot higher. I still think it deserves to be a lot higher. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's certainly better than the two films above it. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, this was our first big argument, wasn't it? Yes, We're going to have it again. <laughs> Wish Upon is a kind of Final Destination-y type horror film. Yeah. 
but it, does, it never does really get going. And It's got a couple of jump scares in it, yeah. but it has got zero originality. Yeah. Although it has a couple of jump scares in it, none of the deaths are fun because it it, it shies away from any real gore because yeah. it's obviously sort of going for a lower rating. It's stupid. Yeah. No, no it's exactly where it should be. <laughs> okay. Talking of films that are not where they should be, number 13 was our second big argument was Win It All. Yeah. I really didn't like this. Win It All was another not as good as it should have been. Yeah. It didn't... It, no, it was completely contentless. It was, it was full of montages. There was no action. No, There was a whole great big bit in the middle that didn't need to be there. It just... Uh, it's, it's too high for me. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of Good people in Win It All. Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson. Great. Joe LaTrulio. Yeah. Great. I know this is not... This is the sort of sort of film that you would not... No. You wouldn't go anywhere near. No. So it's a kind of mumblecore sort of... It's going for a bit of, you know, sweetness with the characters. Yeah. You took Umbridge because it's not a comedy. Yeah, it did. It's a, it is a comedy. It's not. It's not a drama. It's not a drama or a comedy. It's, a it's comedy. not dramatic or funny. That I didn't have that issue with it. The issue I had with it was that it didn't feel high stakes and this guy was supposed to be gambling, gambling his, life his life away. Yeah. And that he never they never successfully managed to get that through the screen and that, that sort of drama never came through. Yeah. I think it's better than everything else that's below it. Nah. <laughs> isn't better than Wish Upon. Okay. Agree to disagree on that we, one. We have agreed to disagree with that. Um, 12th was Bottom of the World. Yep. Which was episode 11, which was the weird, fantasy, dreamy... Yeah, I, I was, and I was surprised you wanted, like, Wish Upon to go above that, because I, I, I thought Bottom of the World was right up your street. I really like Bottom of the World. We're getting into the top end of this list now, or the top half of the list. And so, I think this is where the good films start. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> it is. It completely is. And Bottom of the World is a good film. Yeah. It's a bit. It's very different it's for anything else. Very different. So it's all sort of trippy. It's a bit like Hunter S. Thompson kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. Out in the desert, and um, you don't really know what's go- going on until it all comes together at the end. You don't know what's which bits are imagined, which bits are real, and it's it's fine. Good performances, yeah. and it's right on my street. It's the exact sort of film that I like watching. It's weird. It's got a story to it. It's got a nice twist at the end. We we had it twelve and uh, Ross had it in his top ten. It was wow. number nine. Wow. Yeah, I, I think that's somewhere around there. It's fine for it's it. It's got a cute little twist at the end that pretty much works. Yeah, I enjoyed the twist. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. I can't say much more than that. It's, it's all right. It's good. I probably would watch it again if I got the chance. Um, it's interesting how we ended up sort of rating some of these because obviously it's really subjective. But I did find that sort of helped. As a cat, as a sort of one of one of the ways to rate them was, would I go back to this? Yeah, that's what I kind of went with towards the end. Because as we got to the end of the table, it was hard to get things in. So I was going, would I watch this again or would I watch that again? And that's yeah. where I would try to push. Which which thing is which is the way the way we had to do it, which is one of the reasons why we closed the table because it gets harder every week to put things in it. Yeah, and we don't want to be like, oh, this is the seventy third best film we've seen. No, no. Because then you just get a wadge of stuff that there's nothing to do with. doesn't mean between. anything. Exactly. Because even with this, you've got like, although you've got a, fi- a film that's 12th, bottom of the world, a film that's 13th, win it all. Yeah. The actual gap between them. is massive. It's quite big. Yeah, and there's a lot of big gaps in there. Yeah. In the table. Above that was when we first met, number 11. Surprisingly high. I agree. Considering what I thought it was going to be bef- from the trailer and stuff. Yeah. Um, it's It's... Okay, it's bland. Yeah. It's inoffensive. Yeah, it's what I would say standard Sunday night Netflix. It's yeah, it's the epitome of a Netflix original. But it's got it's, quite a nice sweetness to it. It's got charm to it. To it. It's sweet. It's it, it's, it's a, trying to evoke things like big. Yeah, and um, you know stuff like that from the eighties. So yeah, it, it's, it's a fun. It, it almost feels like a film you've seen. Yeah. Does that sound? Yeah, that makes that sense. Make sense. No, I think you're right. It does. It's as you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. That's a good way to put it. I, I'm surprised. I thought you were going to hate it. I, know. I thought I was going to hate it. And you actually... And I, I didn't. Probably liked it as much as I did. Yeah, probably. And it yeah. is completely... I would never have watched it otherwise. So, our friend Ross... Yeah. 
He did not like it. He did not like it. Me and him actually had a conversation about this film. So he's got it all the way down in 20 seconds. Yeah, he really didn't like it. He found it as offensive as Sierra Burgess. Really? That's what he told me, because he, he looked at it as uh, this guy was stalking this woman who didn't want to be stalked. You could look at it it's like It's a that, good opinion. It's a solid opinion, but it's it, not how I looked at it. Well, no, because it's the time travel. It's not, Yeah, it's chintzy. It's, it's not. It's certainly not as offensive it's as Sierra Burgess. not trying to be Burgess. real, is it? No, it is not offensive, as offensive as Sarah Burgess is, that's for sure. Um, number 10, top going ten. into the top 10, and the 10th film on the list is Don't Kill It. A lot of fun, Don't Kill It. Uh, remember it fondly. Dolph Lundgren, Demon Hunter. That was him, I couldn't remember his name then. I was hoping you could. Uh, yeah, it was episode 7 of the podcast, so it was early doors. I, I think it's a lot. Of, I've got really fond memories of watching it. There's really fun moments in it. I definitely would watch it again. There was a bit in the middle that you didn't really like, where she found out that she was an angel or something like that. Oh yeah, it just came a bit out of nowhere. And yeah, it it slowed the whole thing down. It came yeah. down to a bit of a halt. But, but it's, what, it's only a short film, and it's not long before yeah. the next demon slaying scene. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know the scene where where the demon is jumping between hosts in the church when they're having the t- in the town yeah. hall where they're having the meeting. It's brilliant. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's the second shortest film on the list. Okay, eighty three minutes long. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And I would definitely recommend Don't Kill It. I think I really enjoyed it. It definitely deserves to be in the top ten. That's the end of the second section. We're moving into the... No, it's not. We've got top. one more. <laughs> we're splitting them into eights, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And now we're on nine, and we said we're going to leave the one yeah. at the top. So two to nine is the top oh, section. Oh, right, okay. okay. Fine. <laughs> Come on. You, you've got, haven't you got a maths degree? No. Oh, well, you should have. I can't do maths. <laughs> you went to uni. Let's, should we move straight in? There's no reason to stop, I don't think. No. We've got any, we don't need to interrupt ourselves with anything. I'm going to interrupt ourselves in a minute. Okay. Because I didn't mention this at the beginning. We we're going to do a competition. Oh, of course, yes. So I'm going to do that okay. at some point. Right. So I'll, I'll surprise you with that. Yeah, that's fine. Drop that in there. So ninth is I Think We're Alone Now. Yeah. Which, which was Peter Dinklage. And Elle Fenning. Yeah. Uh, Post-apocalyptic clean-up movie. Yeah. A bit like live action Wally. Yeah, I think that is the phrase <laughs> That's I how used. we described yeah. it. He's very good. She's very good in it. It's good. It's good. It's good story. Good it, thing, good end. And you can see Weird why end. you can see why it appeals. There's only four people in this movie. Yeah. And so you can see why it attracted a, a high caliber of yeah actor. Paul Giamatti's in it as well. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's, again, it's got a quite a neat Solid. little twist at the end. Yeah, the ending's a bit wacky. Arguably, but... it's. On reflection, it may be a little high. I think it's too high. Was but not by much. No, I think it probably should probably switch places with Don't Kill It. Other than that, I wouldn't have it much lower than that, I don't think. No, these these are very close, these these sort of three or four here. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good, no, good, good film, good film. Definitely. Uh, so number eight is Bait. This is where I'm going to do our competition. Okay, go for Competition it. time. Insert competition siren. Yeah, we've been given... Well, we've got hold of a copy of Bait on Blu-ray. We have. 3D Blu-ray. Yeah. And we want to give that to you guys, because we don't want it. I've seen it. I've got no, Netflix. Let's give it <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so if you want a copy of Bait on Blu-ray, we're going to do a competition. And that competition has a question, which you must tweet us or Instagram us or email us yeah. answer to. Do you want to know what the question is? Yes, please. What was Nick's one-word review of Bait? Ah. <laughs> do you remember? No. Okay. Um... Obviously, do not know. Can't remember. <laughs> obviously, the episode is out there. It's episode two of the podcast. So, and we always do the one-word reviews near the beginning. So, if you want to give it a listen and find out what the answer was, or you might remember. So, tweet us, Instagrammers, email us, write it on a carrier pigeon. Do whatever you can to get the answer to us, and you may win a copy of Bait on Blu-ray. And we'll chuck some stickers in as well. Okay, we'll give give people a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'll put it out on Twitter and Instagram as well, and we'll go from there. But yeah. If you want to get hold of a copy of Bait on Blu-ray, let us know what our what Nick's one-word review of Bait was. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm just thinking. I'm tr- truly stumped because I don't, <laughs> can't remember what it was. I'm not going to tell you. No. Um, I'll have to listen. Do, do you want to talk briefly about Bait? Uh, bait is fun. So Bait is the basically the great white sharks stuck in a supermarket. Yes. With a ragtag bunch of characters. Yeah, it was episode two of the podcast. It was early and it was our shortest episode. Oh, really? We only did 26 minutes. Okay. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's it's a stupid. It's a, it's a shark movie. A good, yeah, it's fun. It's, shark if movie. you love shark movies, you're going to enjoy it. I love shark movies, and I enjoyed it. That's why it's this high up on the list. 
at the time it was a lot well it was a lot higher because it was second <laughs> it was second for quite a while I think wasn't yeah. it yeah it was definitely go and watch uh, Bait it's fun and if you want to watch it on Blu-ray enter the competition so yeah please do and so after Bait I now think we're getting into the really good stuff yeah so then the, 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 the top seven are seven. all wonderful films I'm really glad that we found them through this yeah so well, I mean we started this podcast to find some hidden gems and I think we found seven of them yeah maybe eight but it's good but I think the top seven there's ones that we would recommend to anybody yeah I, th- I think so I think there's I think that's there's a bit of a distinction between those those top seven personally so Agreed. number seven is the night of the comet yeah 80s is this our oldest film yeah by far 80s zombie end of the world kind of film yeah comet zombies the most 80s soundtrack of a film the so most much 80s synth, synth, synth in it it's brilliant 80s graphics 80s acting 80s dress code it's the most 80s film you're going to find in Netflix I think it's genuinely funny it's genuinely funny it's genuinely good yeah but like really good it's a bit creepy yeah and it's it's. I, I just really enjoyed it agreed I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did and I don't know if it's a nostalgia thing of we're from the 80s, so that's what it is. But I really enjoyed Night of the Comet. And I, because of Night of the Comet, I've added a couple more 80s films onto the list. So Excellent. I get some more. And there are a couple more on Netflix. Two really strong female characters in it. Yeah. All, all, all of the three leads were really good. Yeah. Um, the two sisters and... Um, what was the name of the... I can't remember the name of the cowboy guy who they met. But... Um, really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, really enjoyable. Almost, It's almost... My most surprising film, my most pleasant surprise on this list. Okay. But not quite. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, number six is Cube. Yep. So Cube was a little bit different on episode number nine. Number nine, that feels much more recent than that. Cube we had both seen before. It was the only film on the list that we had seen before. Yeah, not for about 20 years. Yeah, it had been a long time. This was 97, I think Cube is. Yeah. So we were curious to check it out and because we had sort of fond memories of it and yeah. to see if it held up and it does because yeah. it got in at number six on the list because it's yeah. a really really good film it's a low budget horror film people stuck in a cube basically <laughs> what it is and they're trying to get out yeah. yeah it's really good really really good we can't just keep saying these are really really good <laughs> but they are yeah check out cube you but you know cube's low budget but it doesn't doesn't feel low budget. it doesn't look that it looks a bit dated but it doesn't look feel or look that low budget the no, death it's, it's got some really creative deaths in it yeah, the acting's a bit ropey with a couple of yeah. guys in there. But it's got a really good gimmick. It's got enough story and plot to drive it through. Um, it inspired those early 2000s gory films. Yeah, it? yeah things definitely. Like, things like Saw and Hostel. Oh, you can exist. see that. Their footprint. The Cube's fingerprints are all over those films. Yeah, and they, they wouldn't exist without it. And no. Cube kind of paved the way. It came a bit earlier than so. I think Saw's 2004. And it kind of paved the way for them. Yeah, it's definitely worth watching. And if you're into those sort of films or Hostel, just go and watch them. Go yeah. and watch Cube because it's really good. Number five is Little Evil. Yeah. Uh, which is a Netflix original starring Scott, Adam, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. I can't remember his name. Evangeline Lilly. And Evangeline Lilly. That's the highest comedy on our list. It is the highest comedy. So it's basically a, an homage to films like The Omen, Poltergeist. Yeah. Um, and it's directed by... <laughs> The same chap whose name forgets whose name goes out of my head who directed Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Eli Craig. Eli Craig. Yeah. So the film's directed by Eli Craig, and and he's cut. He casts his mum in the film. He does. Yeah, he's, he's Sally Fields. Sally Fields' his mum. Um, Little Evil is was at the top of the list for a long time. It's really funny. It is really. It's funny. got a lot of sight gags in it. Yeah. Bit of slapstick. References to a lot of other f- horror films. Yeah. Um, things like Shaun of the Dead, like you said, Poltergeist, uh, The Omen. You know, look, it's it's good. It's a yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's a, it's not. I wouldn't say it's a parody of those kind of films. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a, a homage. homage yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the top, f- the next four films we're going to talk about are all Netflix originals. The only one that isn't now is the top of the list one. Okay. Um. So the next one on the list was Hold the Dark. Yep. Which was episode twenty one, which is the wolf in Alaska type film yeah so this is also directed by Jeremy Saulnier yes, who directed Murder Party, Murder Party yeah. and it's a beautiful looking film yeah it's gorgeous so it's set set in the uh, 
wilds of Alaska, yeah. especially uh, this old hunter yeah. looking for a pack of wolves that may or may not have killed this lady's little boy. Yeah, and then he yeah. gets goes about halfway through and gets really weird. Yeah, it has the best scene I think we've seen in the whole list of the shootout between the cops. I think so. I think that is the best single scene that's in any of these films. Yeah, agreed. Is the shootout in the in the village? Yeah. Which goes on for like 10 minutes. Yeah, and it's, it's constant and it's so loud it's and it's immense. completely in contrast to the rest of the film and it's perfect. It's a really good scene. Uh, we're getting in the top three. Number three is Revenger. Yes, Revenger. <laughs> what a film. This is a magnificent piece of work. It is Korean. Yeah. It's set on a prison island and it's a war between an ex-cop and a criminal and lots of other people get in the way and get maimed and chopped and bunched and beaten and it's just batshit crazy yeah it's great start to finish it's fun. as long as you don't mind your violence and it's, limbs breaking and stuff yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of that but it's fun yeah and that is the main thing about that film is i was not looking forward to watching it and it is fun it's probably the most fun i've had on the Flies list. By. it does absolutely does it's probably the most fun i've had on the list does that mean we can we can look for Another martial arts definitely. film to add to the list. Definitely. Oh, I'm okay. all over I'll see, see if I can find <laughs> Yeah, definitely check out Revenger. It's, it is subtitled, but parts of it are in English and there's not a lot of dialogue in it anyway. Um, but yeah, it's really good. This has made it a bit more difficult to make notes. Yeah, it did. <laughs> and read it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. But no, brilliant. Brilliant. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, number two? Number two is another foreign language film. It is. Which I will say this now, considering we're after, I know we're after hidden gems, but we've found a lot of schlocky, sort of not so good stuff. We've ended up with two foreign language films in the top three. Yeah, that's going to make you listen. You you seem very pretentious. Yeah, and it's we're not. I mean, I am a bit, but (laughs) Mirage one hundred percent deserves to be there. Oh yeah, and you could easily argue that it deserves to be at number one. Yeah, you, you yeah. It's great. Mirage, number two. So yeah. Ross has it at number four. Okay, so that's, that's interesting. You could have just got Night of the Comet at number two. Yeah, I know. Ross has, you could have an argument yeah. for that. I, I, you know, I'm glad he enjoyed it. Few of that. Good. But, <laughs> um, going back to Mirage, yeah. It's... Mirage is the time travel thriller from Spain. Yes. And it's great. It's dubbed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's not subtitled. It, it's, it's just had me along for the ride the whole I, way through. I put it out there, it, I've got a lot of time for Mirage. I would, it would, I would definitely watch it again. Uh, of all of these films, I probably will watch that one again because I'm sure there's stuff in there that you've missed. Yeah, again, it's got a lot of cool references, so Back to the Future, or the, yeah. all those sort of time travel films. It's got a really good twist at the end, which I did not see coming. No. I know you did. But yeah. I, I was taken away with it completely. Yeah. And um, it is my most pleasant... It is the most pleasant surprise for me on this list. I really, when that came out, I really didn't want to watch it. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to do a foreign language film. But it's marvellous. It is an absolute masterpiece. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I can't speak highly enough of it. It's really good. Yeah, and... and um, yeah, all the performances and are And it great. would be at number one if it wasn't for the absolute great documentary that is there. Yeah, yeah. so number one was The Dawn Wall. Yes, going into number one. The Dawn Wall is a documentary. Was it episode 10? Yes. So Good memorage. It has been the top. It's been at the top for twenty for 15 weeks. Four months, basically. Yeah. And I, you can't argue. I would be surprised if anything would have beaten it. Gripping. Really, literally. Yeah, unlike for... <laughs> Kevin Jorgensen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Fascinated, if... gripping, again, beautiful looking film. I thought we were just getting a film about two guys climbing, climbing a, wall. a wall, climbing a rock, climbing a mountain, yes. which it is, it is, you know, an amazing feat, but yes. I can kind of get my head around that. What it actually turned out to be with all the trials yeah, that... All um, the twists and turns that he goes through. You know, that... Um, if you've not seen The Dawn Wall yet, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I would. I think it's the best documentary I've ever seen. Uh, it it would not be far off for me. So I, I can think of a couple of, couple of sports documentaries yeah. that are, sports. are quite close to my <laughs> my heart, but it would not interest anyone else. But um, you're talking like beyond the beyond the map. That's no, no. I was thinking <laughs> of the 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 I believe in miracles, which is the documentary about Nottingham Forest oh, okay. winning the European Cup. <laughs> 
Okay. You are a forest fan. <laughs> yeah. So. But the Dawn Wars, yeah, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. It is so well made. It's tense. It is gripping all the way through. The relief you feel at the end when they get to the end is And it's it's heartwarming as well. It's got it's got just got a bit of everything. It's brilliant. You know, to- Tommy Coldwell is just his story is just amazing. It is. He's like a real life superhero. Is it fair that a documentary is the top? This is the argument I've been having with myself because <sighs> I don't know. I really don't. I mean, yeah, I think I think you can't overthink it. It's the best film we've seen. It is. If you're going as this is the best film we've seen, then yeah, it is the best film we've seen. But it, is it a film? Yeah, I. Yeah, I know what you. Say. I know what you. I, I know what you think. I can justify the Dawnball being at the top of the list, but I can also justify the Dawnball not being allowed on the list. Yeah. But it's on there and it's staying on there and it's well worth watching. Yeah. Check it out. So check it out. Yeah. So that's that's the stream table. The 25 films on there. Overall, what are your thoughts on it? I like the range we've had. Yeah. So I, th- I think we have selected everything completely at random apart from Cube because we specifically wanted to watch that. Yes. That week. But everything else has totally been, been selected at random by the app. And I'm quite pleased that we've had a decent range across genres. Um, so I'm really happy that that's came out. Like I said, I think the top few, top six or seven, are genuinely great films. Yeah. The bottom ten are pretty shit. <laughs> yeah. But that's part of the fun. Yeah, that, I mean, we, we knew that was going to happen. We knew we weren't going to find 25 great films. I think the gulf in quality has surprised me. Yeah. So from... Like a couple of those we've just talked about, how great they are, going back to something like the Lazarus effect, which was literally a not finished film. Yeah, that's really surprised me. <laughs> but again, it's it, it's made them all really fun to talk about. Netflix like not finished films. Have you seen that they've put the Snowman on there today? <laughs> that is not a finished film. Do not watch that. Whatever you do, because you will not get that time back. That is probably the second or third worst film I've ever seen <laughs> okay I won't check don't that watch out. it I don't know why Netflix would put it on it's not finished there's great big gaps in it that are not finished how about you what yeah I'm pretty happy with it Jonathan overall Fox. I think there's a couple of things in there I'd like to move there's a couple of things in there that I'm not quite happy with but overall well, I, I really like it I think that we've done well I'm proud of us what would you move if you could move one if I could only move one yeah if, so if I wasn't here you, <laughs> you, you, you didn't have to it. argue it with me um Oh, that's a tough one because there's two, there's two on there that I don't think are in the right place. Why you can you choose one? <laughs> um, I would move the cured down. Well, I think that's a waste of a uh, hypothetical <laughs> move, but okay. I, I was between that or moving Wish Upon Up, but both of them I'd only move one place. Okay. I would. Well, you must have got it right. I, then. Yeah, exactly. We've, I would switch Wish Upon and win it all. And I would switch the cured in the package. What about you? Uh, I'd move win it all to number one. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> You're an idiot. Just to piss you off. <laughs> I'd never talk to you again. Um, no, seriously. Uh, seriously, I would. I, I think I would. I think I would drop. I think we're alone now. Yeah, but yeah, with below, don't kill it. And when we first met. Wow, down two. And bottom of the world. What? Whoa. Okay. Maybe win it all. So you think we're, I think we're alone now? Is really in the wrong place. And, I, and that's not to say I don't like it. I just think I think I might have enjoyed it less than those. Okay. Two or three below it. I, I definitely think Don't Kill It should be above it. Yeah. This is this memories, isn't it? It's like yeah. how it's nostalgia and how you remember things. Because at the time, that was the right place to put it. Yeah. So no, but on on the whole, yeah, yeah, quite happy with it. So just for reference, uh, Ross had the dorm wall at number one as well. Yeah, that didn't surprise me. I think anybody would. I think absolutely anybody was. So our top and bottoms were the same. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Good. Well, here's to season two. <laughs> we got anything else we need to talk about? Um, we we changing things around a little bit. Next, yes. Next series. We are. Do you want to explain? Only only a, a, a smidge. Yeah, we don't think there's that much wrong with our format. <laughs> if we're honest, we quite enjoy what we do. We think you guys enjoy what we do. So uh, yeah, so we, we're just going to crack on. So w- what we have been talking about is we're, we're big... We're big believers in the randomizer. Yeah, I, I like the fact the that it gives us a, uh, you know, we don't know what's coming, yeah. and um, it could throw out anything that's on, that's on that sort of bigger list, which is now up to sort of. I think we counted seventy two, didn't we? Seventy odd films. Yeah, because so we we, got, we audited it over the weekend. We've got plenty to keep going, 
But I think what we're going to do for season two is introduce a wild card rule. Ooh. What, what is a wild card rule? You're going to have to find a sound effect. Um, don't for don't we. So we're going to have one wild card each yeah. in the season. For the whole season. Yes. So we get to play it once during the whole season. Once each, yes. Yeah. And if you choose to play the wild card, you can override the buzzer. Yeah. The randomizer. Yeah. And you can choose next week's film. Yes. But use it wisely. Because you only get one shot. Yes. Can... All right, Eminem. <laughs> can we have seen this film before? Do you want... Uh, we, we We're having a live do. debate. I think that should be an option. Fine. So as long as it's at the bottom of the stream. No, right, yeah, we won't put any rules on the wild card then. Yep. Yeah. Free, so it's a free hit. It's a free for all. So yeah, because yeah. I think I've already got in my head what I'm going to play it on, but I just don't know when. So Spice World the movie. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, yeah, so that's... I think that's the only thing we're going to change. Not until we win it all again. Nope. <laughs> We definitely we're not going to use the wild card on a film we've already done this season. No, no, no repeat. <laughs> That'd be stupid. Um, yeah, so yeah, we can we're, after the buzzer goes and the film is selected. One what of before? Us, no, I would say after. Oh, okay. Well, after the buzzer goes, we've selected a film. One of us can say, "I don't want to watch that." I'm playing my wild card. Yeah, that one goes back in the bag. That one goes back Fine. in the bag. Um, yeah, so look out for that. At two points in the next twenty five weeks. Yeah, because we're going to do another twenty five week season. I think so. I, I don't. I don't want to make it any. I don't think the table could be any bigger than that. No, also and then not. it kind of it just works out with the calendars, doesn't it? So yeah, because that you, should take us to a year. Yeah, two series through the year. Yeah, brilliant. Wow. As always, open to any feedback, questions, comments. Mm. We've given you all the socials. Get in touch. Enter the competition. Please enter the competition because I want to get rid of that blueberry. And some stickers. You can have some stickers. Just tweet us or, and just ask us them. Yeah. And we'll send you them. Uh, and, yeah, and so the competition and uh, someone is going to get a copy of Bait. On Blu-ray. 3D, 3D Blu-ray as well. Did I mention it was 3D? Yeah. Get the glasses with it and everything. You don't. Oh. <laughs> you have to have a 3D telly. No, but, or, a H, or a VR headset. Um, I think we're done. All we've got to do now is select the film for next week. Yes. So we're going to use the same randomizer because... I'm not programming into another one. Now let me find the app. So the, I think we, we audited the list and we made sure everything's still on Netflix. Yeah. Obviously some of these have been on there for six months. Yeah, there's a couple we had to take out. So yeah, there's a couple there. that we had to disqualify. Um, we added a few more on over the weekend. So I'm pretty sure we said 72 films yeah. are on this list. So the randomizer for the first episode of season two of Bottom of the Stream is... Michael Inside. Okay. I wonder if it's like being John Malkovich. You've got a lot cleaner mind than I have. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Michael inside. Okay, here we go. Right, we're starting off with a drama from 2017. It says, an 18-year-old man living in a Dublin housing Dublin, in a Dublin housing estate with his grandfather is caught holding drugs for his friend's older brother and is sentenced to three months in prison. So he's inside in the terms that he's in prison. Got ya. Do you want to watch the trailer? Yes. I'm sorry. That's a bit late now, wasn't it? You'll have to toughen up, Michael. Just keep your head down and you'll be okay. There's a lot of normal people in there. You can do it. Hello? Can't. You can't. You're not a kid anymore. I'm not going to have any trouble with you now, are we? Do you know anyone in here? Okay. Do I say, yeah? You have to attack that fella. What's your problem? I'm not asking. How's that? I can't do it. I'm not cut out for it. What the fuck is this? Won't make it. Yeah, I hope that's it's a gritty Irish drama. Now we don't have good 
respect for gritty Irish dramas because I hope it's better than The Cured. Yeah, me too. It looks good. Yeah. I'm excited for that. So yeah, join us in season two. And we'll be back next week for season two. We'll see you then. Yeah, cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.